All right, here we go. Episode two of the Crossroads of Freedom podcast. I am Zach Phillips. I'm your host. On this podcast, we ask hard questions, make critical analysis, and call things as we see them. Today, I want to ask the question that many of you are likely asking as well. What happened to the middle ground? Why, when you look around, does everything seem to be just so far left of center? I'm sure, like me, you're wondering how we got here, how seemingly overnight we went from being a country founded with Christian principles on a a basis of religious freedom, to kids getting suspended for praying in school or wearing a shirt with a cross on it. How we went from patriotism and a belief in the founding principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness uh, across our country to the general idea of America that is that uh, America is evil. You hear it everywhere. How did parents go from being encouraged to participate in their child's education, you know, going to school board meetings, being part of PTA, uh, and making their voices heard about things that concern the education and well-being of their children, to having Merrick Garland's Department of Justice labeling parents who speak out against uh, curriculum with uh, pornography or critical race theory in it, uh, or opposing unconstitutional COVID mandates, uh, how, do, how are they now getting labeled as domestic terrorists and having the anti-terrorism task force of the FBI weaponized against them? How did we go as a nation from a constitutional republic to democracy, to democracy with socialist practices, and now we've kind of begun this slow and ever-quickening march towards communism and then ultimately globalism where there's one government for the entire world? And uh, there's no one in the middle. Everyone's either been killed off or uh, put in a camp or, you know, whatever. This globalist vision with Agenda 2030 and uh, the World Economic Forum uh, and the uh, United Nations at at the front uh, where you own nothing, believe nothing, can do nothing and are happy about it or else, you know, you get shot in the back of the head. Uh, Now, I mean, obviously we're not there yet, but my, my point is we've gone from two parties working towards a common goal to two parties where one of whom is just crazy far left and consciously pushing this envelope of progressive socialist uh, parties and communist practices under the label of tolerance, and the other party uh, who still is riding on public perception from a time that only exists in people's mind, uh, looking at you, GOP, where, oh, you know, we're the Republicans. We stand for America first. But in reality, uh, y'all do nothing while your colleagues across the aisle sell the birthright of freedom out from under our feet for their own gain in the name of being partisan and not ruffling feathers. I, I mean, it, it's gotten to the point where it's like they do nothing. And at one point, they were the right. And it, it may seem like reality is is this abstract thing that it, it never has been before. And the, the fact of the matter is that reality hasn't changed. But for those... Uh, people in this country, and in fact across the world, but specifically America, that don't have eyes to see or ears to hear, perception, what they perceive and what they feel about the world around them, is their reality. The fact is, the, the leftist liberal media manipulates the, the, the perception of what's going on in the world to sway public opinion, manipulate people's emotions, and, and incite feelings of hatred and desperation, and ultimately leading to acts of division. And they do this by leveraging the fact that most of the general population doesn't run things through a filter. You know, the the media that they consume, the stuff they read, the stuff they see on TV or hear on the radio, they don't run it through a filter of, is this true based on, you know, empirical facts or what I've experienced or or even if it makes logical sense in uh, in the context that that I'm I'm seeing it in. Um, 
people there are some people that do this right so high level non-typical thinkers like uh some people would call them autists but people that can think critically and generally you see a, a whole movement now of centered mature alpha males with a true sense of agency uh critical thinking skills and a willingness to actually look at the world and look at the information that's in front of them and define truth and lies to uh take the inputs that they're being given and an and analyze each and every one of them uh under the under the uh idea that should i why do i believe this do i believe this because i was told to believe it or do i believe this because i see this as being true so most of the population looks at everything through a lens of you know what will others people perception of me as an individual be if i accept whatever opinion as truth and act on those beliefs I mean, the, the general population cares more that they believe like everybody else and look and act and talk like everybody else than they do, uh, rather than they care if what they believe is actually true or false or real or fake or wrong or right. And of course, you see this all over the place, right? It's this, this toxic group think that I have to agree with everybody else or I'm going to be singled out and I can't be singled out. I don't want to be singled out. So... That leaves us at the, a place where, um, you know, you've got this split down the middle of the population defined into two categories of people who can look at data and look at facts and, and look at things and analyze them uh, based on their own merits. Are they true or false? And people who look at the, the data and the facts and see only what they want to see, what they've been told to see, or what they feel about a specific topic. So the media, even with their barrage technique of Operation Mockingbird, where would-be journalists and blue-check talking heads on TV and radio all repeat the same narrative en masse in every form of media legacy or social, whether that be on MSNBC uh, or some other uh, news network or on Facebook or uh, whatever it is, Meta. I can't remember what they call it. Yeah, Meta. Um, they don't have the ability to just completely wipe the slate and change the country's thinking across the board overnight. People in everybody would en masse dig their heels in at, this, at a massive change of uh, political or theological or whatever ideology you're, you're talking about. So how did we get to this point where people are – where the general population is so far left and it seems like there's, there's, no, there's no one in the middle. You're either a leftist or, or you're, you're a right-wing extremist or, or whatever the case may be. So how did we get here? We got here very slowly over time by the shifting of, the, of what uh, a thing called the Overton window. Now, the Overton window, if you've never heard of it before, is a range of policies that is politically acceptable to the mainstream population at any given time. Right, So it's a sliding scale of where popular opinion sits on a particular issue, and it goes through stages from unthinkable to radical to acceptable to sensible to popular to policy. Right, So any every idea that gets floated or becomes law goes through all these stages. Um, and typically, as the scale slides from one into the other, it causes the constraints on the people to progressively increase so that the culture goes from more free to less free. This, uh, this term, Overton Window, is named after an American policy analyst named Joseph P. Overton. He stated uh, his definition was that an idea, idea's political viability depends mainly on whether it falls within this range, right, from here to here, rather than on politicians' individual preferences. Now, according to Overton, the window frames the range of policies that a politician could recommend to become law without appearing too extreme to either gain or keep public office, 
given the climate of public opinion at the time, right? So they're what they're doing is they're framing um, what ideas they float as either a, a, a platform to run on for election or re-election, or once they've been put in this public office, you know, how far can they push the envelope without getting that pushback that I talked about earlier, right? That that on mass digging in of heels. No, that's too much change at one time, right? Everyone's heard the analogy, you know. Uh, you can boil a frog to death because if you turn the water up slowly, he won't notice that the water's getting hot. Well, that may not be factually true. The concept remains, right? You make gradual changes over time, and people aren't going to see them as being as serious. Just by nature of a small change at a time doesn't really turn up the pain of your status quo. So, uh, uh, as an example, an idea like gun for an idea like gun confiscation to become the law, the powers uh, that be must use politicians and media to shift the public's feelings on the topic. So, like, if way back in the day, let's talk about, like, 1875, uh, the government wanted to go door-to-door -door and collect weapons or have a national gun registry. Well, for one, they didn't have the means to do that, but let's say they did, and they wanted to do that. Well, at the time, it would have been absolutely, totally unthinkable, and anyone who tried to do this would likely believe in the, loca uh, the location of this proposed confiscation in a pine box, right? The people would have been like, absolutely the fuck not. You're not taking my guns. It's That's how I provide for my family. It's how I protect myself against uh, ruffians or, you know, who, who, people that would seek to do me evil. Um, and so they would say, absolutely not. It'd be completely unthinkable. So slowly, over decades and decades, the government, who does want an unarmed populace, right, they've shifted public opinion of firearms from being something that's completely normal and an accepted part, in fact, policy, given the Second Amendment, that everyone has a means to defend themselves, both against tyranny primarily and then against uh, those who would uh, uh, bring evil upon you. Um, and then there's all the ancillary benefits of having weapons, right? Like being able to provide for your family through hunting and stuff like that. So what they've done is over time they've created a culture where the state took for itself a monopoly on violence, at the same time um, making guns look bad with media and uh, movies and uh, really criminalizing certain aspects of it. So now as they're doing this, people are able to outsource violence to the state, right? So instead of some dude at the bar threatening you and you knocking his ass out, you call the cops, right? And the cops come and do your violence for you. So as... Uh, masculinity continues to go by the wayside and the ability to fight goes by the wayside as, as the scale progresses, right? So if you don't have a need for guns, right, suddenly it becomes sensible for the public to, to not be allowed to own certain types of firearms, right? Only criminals own quote-unquote assault rifles and, oh, you can't hunt deer with a machine gun and all the other uh, typical tropes we hear from the gun grabbers, right? They, they want to they take our weapons for any litany of reasons that they see as being legitimate. Suddenly, well, not even suddenly, like actually over this period of time, um, they've been changing this up, and suddenly it seems like controlling our weaponry went from sensible to popular, and then eventually uh, with the Reagan-Clinton assault weapons ban uh, that was went from 1994 to 2004, it was policy. So in the matter of, you know, just over a hundred years, You've gone from it being completely unthinkable that anyone would ever do anything to keep you from having a firearm in any way, shape, or form to it is the law that you are not allowed to have certain types of, uh, of weaponry, right? And it, yeah, so that kind of illustrates that 
the Overton window does take time to shift, but they've got all the time in the world to move this, right? So given that example, let's answer the question in specificity. What happened to the middle ground in this country, right? So a lot of you aren't going to realize this, but if you're a typical Republican or conservative or part of the GOP, you are standing on the middle ground. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I, I you know, I'm on the right side of the aisle. No. The lefties have managed to shift the culture so far to the left that the middle ground that we used to compromise, where we used to compromise, is no more. Like I mentioned earlier, the, the GOP is guilty as hell of standing in the name or standing by in the name of not ruffling feathers or doing things by the book or not setting a precedent that would then be used against them later. And, and it's they've done nothing over the last however long by because they just lose at everything they try to do because they're not playing for keeps and the lefties are right. They don't. They, they the left the left uh, doesn't give a fuck. And I'm talking. I'm not talking about like your uncle who's a Democrat necessarily. I'm talking about like the 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 anti the well we call it anti-establishment. Really, really, it is the establishment. But the far left wing uh, ideals and the people that uh, have those ideals, they're playing for keeps. They don't give a fuck about the shitty public perception they have. Right. The uh, our elected officials uh, on that quote-unquote side of the aisle, have the lowest public perception, uh, the lowest ratings of all time. They flagrantly disregard the Constitution, rule of law, and, and, and the judicial branch saying you can't do something. And they they completely thrown all norms by the wayside and stand diametrically opposed to everything that's normal and accepted and has been practiced and, and policy in this country for years. And they do it with little to no opposition because the public's perception largely is on their side. Because they have the experts and they have the media and they have all these things that, that funnel this information into people's life and give people this perception that the center is where they're at when in reality they're way left of center. So they keep on opening this 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 Overton window, keep sliding us further and farther from morality, from common ground and freedom as they lead us on a death march towards a global government with ultimate power in the hands of the ubiquitous them and their and their children in perpetuity right that's that's their goal that's why they play for keeps that's why the middle ground is gone and we're living in their world because all they care about is themselves in power and perpetuity they use the slow change of the perception of unwitting brainwashed defenseless people and i say defenseless because most people don't realize the defense that they have the ability to defend the ground of liberty to move the country from being more free to less free they do this because controlled people who are more concerned with their day-to-day -day lives and their likes on InstaFace or whatever, uh, or you know what bar they're going to with their friends or what car they bought or whatever it happens to be that they're they're, they're so concerned with their day-to-day -day lives that they can't manage to pull themselves away to do the hard work of maintaining liberty. And those people are easy to manipulate and highly unlikely to resist whatever agenda is foisted upon them. So you have this condition where there's a whole bunch of people living, thinking everything is normal and everything is the status quo like it's been in the country for years, when really we couldn't be further from that. So how do we close the damn window? Well, it may be futile to call out those <coughs> excuse me. To call out the people who are so entrenched in their beliefs. Um, and they seem to be diametrically opposed to everything that is good and right by our standards. Um, the, you have to understand that these people have been fed so much uh, fear porn 
Uh, everything is out to get them. You know, COVID's going to kill you. And, you know, the rights are the, 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 the white supremacists are coming to shoot all the black people. And all this, this fear porn. Uh, appeal to authority propaganda, right? So believe our doctors, believe the lab coats, believe the politicians. They're experts. You should trust them. And a lot of time it's just like out and out lies that these people couldn't see tyranny if it covered their mouth, stabbed them in the arm, and took their kids away. They don't have the eyes to see or ears to hear, nor do they want them. So while their overlords in, in the benevolent government make policy changes and implement these insane uh laws and, and a, a high tax rate where we at 50 percent now between income tax and sales tax and use tax and road tax and fuel tax i mean we're taxed on literally everything and then our investments are taxed like this is the kind of policy changes and and, and all the insanity that the government has put in place would have caused the tea party 245 years ago in fact it did so these people are content to sit in their living rooms because the pain of change is still greater than the pain that they're going through in their status quo. So they have no motivation to see anything differently, right? So if – they, they don't care about us screaming that, hey, your liberties are being taken away because they haven't felt it yet. They can still go get gas and go to the store. They just got to put the mask on or get the shot or whatever, whatever the case may be. They can still live their life uh, ostensibly unmolested because the government just hasn't come for, to their line yet or the powers that be. So, fuck them. I know it sounds harsh, but like they can't be our mission right now. Our, our mission can't be to try to wake up these people that refuse to wake up and want to stay comfortable in their in their ignorance despite the presentation of facts. In fact, you can't wake them up. <coughs> you just can't. People have to wake up on their own. So we have to focus on the on the few people who are at least a little bit aware of what's going on around them, right? So they might not know you know, what, what some would call conspiracy theory. They don't care about that. But they're aware that there's things going on that are different. And, hey, I'm paying a lot of taxes here. And, man, my money just isn't going as far. And we have to show that we, the people who are awake and aware and do give a fuck about liberty, liberty, um, that there's enough of us to make a difference. And we have to give these individuals that are starting to become aware of what's happening permission through the example of our actions that what they perceive as popular is absolutely radical, reprehensible, and in some cases, in some cases totally unthinkable, that all those things, that they can break away from that, that the public perception isn't actually that, and they've just been told that it is, right? I, I've gone through life. I have friends of every race, sexual orientation, whatever demographic you want to cite. I guarantee you I know somebody in that demographic, and you know what? None of us give a shit about who people take to bed or what your political view is. We just want freedom. And so a lot of people want this but don't know what to do and they feel like they need to be told. So by you living free, you're demonstrating that they have permission to do the same. The only way to shift that Overton window back from where we're at, where things that are acceptable should be completely unthinkable, is to actually shift it back. So going back to my <clears throat> example about the assault weapons ban, we don't have one anymore. I mean, we've got goons running around on Instagram with nods and plate carriers, bros in skinny jeans with pit viper sunglasses and Hawaiian shirts, driving short-barreled rifles with PEC-15s and LCANs, which is just a lot of jargon about really expensive weapons that look like they're designed to be uh, a, a weapon of war, a military weapon, because guess what? They are. Well, how did we go from, you know, 
20-ish years ago, 19 years ago, having a, an outright ban on weapons like that to now having it be the popular thing to do on Instagram is go to the range and dump $500 in, in ammunition into, into paper and steel. Well, we shifted the Overton window back. We shifted it from it being policy that that was not allowed to almost popular. In fact, we are at popular. And we've almost come back full circle to, to, to the policy point, but we're, we're not quite there yet. We're, we're still, we've, it's gone from being unthinkable uh, to now it's sensible to have weapons for your defense and the defense of freedom and, and, and from sensible to popular. And so that, that's, that's a really good thing. So, I mean, you've got guys like Lucas Botkin with T-Rex arms and they're, they, they talk about, they, they use that uh, social justice warrior favorite phrase normalizing, right? So they, they take something that was abnormal and then along with movies and video games, like really realistic games like Call of Duty and Battlefield where, you know, you've got high graphic, high realism gameplay and the kit that these characters wear. And you've got dudes in real life like Lucas Botkin and uh, Goon Operational Group on Instagram and these, these other dudes that, that wear, they, they look like a, a real-life Call of Duty character, right? So now it's become a popular thing in the culture just to, just to see those things, right? Tactical weapons, tactical loadouts, and, and all of that. So it's, it's become more normalized because the public perception is that, hey, this is cool and this is normal. Uh, another example is people standing up and speaking out at school board meetings and such is becoming more and more normal because more and more people are doing it. Towards the start of the COVID pandemic, when parents would go to school boards and complain about these unconstitutional COVID, the mask mandates and stuff like that, it was looked at as like, hey, sit down, shut up and mind your place. But now that more and more people are doing it, you get this kind of uh, this domino effect of it, it going from kind of unthinkable to go and talk back to the school board or even go to a meeting for fuck's sake and now it's like anyone who's give who gives a shit does it <clears throat> if somebody were to be able to run a baseline test on the american people to look you know deep into our eyes and analyze the the pulse of the culture that is the american people and the rhythm of uh the the beating heart of this nation it's the freedom we enjoy um and it, it is worth noting, too, that just like the church is the people, not the building, America is not a, a plot of land. America is the people that live there. Um, you, you would see if you, if you did that test that America has come a long way from the vision of the founders. Um, and, and some might even say that at this point it's too late to ever go back to that. And, you know, they're probably right. We may never go back to the way it was. But I would submit that back isn't really the right answer right it, it, we go through life we have to forge ahead and as we do that we have to take the good parts of the vision our founders had right we had to take the good founding principles and walk away from the bad things and evil concepts and practices that do in fact scar our past guys america is not a perfect nation anyone that says blindly america is the best country ever period end of story well they're right but if they think alongside that that america has never done anything wrong man they're just they're, they're so far out of touch with reality. The fact is we've done a lot of fucked up shit. We're still doing a lot of fucked up shit, but we are still better because of our principles than any other nation in the world. And that's why so many people are willing to die for this nation and its founding principles and die trying to get here to live under those principles. So moving forward, what action should we take? <coughs> Excuse me. 
it is easy um, just to share what you believe on the internet and to talk about it with people you trust. But if you know that what you, the, the foundational beliefs and truths that you hold dear are true and right, don't be afraid to metaphorically speaking or maybe literally, hell, I don't know, scream it from the rooftops. You know, the, the world should know, the, the country should know that the public perception that's portrayed on TV isn't real, right? I was talking really about all the friends that I have in different uh, races and ages and sexual orientations, and I said that because even through all of all of that, I've never actually met someone who was really truly racist. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, right? There, there's definitely cases of racism, but generally the people around you, whatever political party they are, whatever ideology they hold, for the most part, Amer the American people all want their family to be healthy and wealthy and safe and be able to do the things they want and love to do unhindered, right? We, there's a lot more common ground than we think because we've for so long been under the spell of media painting the picture like there is only one public perception or there is only one public thought, right? So one, one hive mind, if you will, that everyone's on the same page except for you. And that's just not true. So the more that the silent majority, quote unquote, becomes loud and starts talking about the things that are important to them and where they actually stand on issues and, and aren't worried about the public, what, what other people think of them. The more that this Overton window is going to shift from less free back to more free, more people are going to realize that what is considered normal and acceptable now is not actually accepted by the general public. They've just been told that it is. So don't be afraid when you're asked to give an answer for what you actually believe because you just might have a shot at sliding that window, sliding that scale back in the direction of freedom and back in the direction of true liberty. Thank you all for spending some time with me uh, and, and listening to what I have to say. If you like it, we do more hot takes, as it were, on Twitter at Libertas at Fidas. I hope you'll follow us there. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone, and I hope you all enjoy the rest of the uh, the day or night that you're you're listening to this and. Keep your powder dry.